You're listening to GP Works, the podcast for and about general practice from the Irish College of General Practitioners. I'm Aileen O'Mara, and with me today is Dr. Dermot Quinlan, the College's Medical Director. Welcome to GP Works, Dermot. Thank you, Aileen. We want to talk today about the GP workforce crisis and one of the initiatives that you're involved in, the Non-EU Rural Doctors Initiative. Let's first put the workforce crisis into context. There's a general acceptance that there is a GP workforce crisis out there. Many practices unable to hire more doctors, and we know a lot of practices are closed to new patients because of huge demand, even though the GPs find that difficult to do. Why do we have a shortage of GPs right now? We are experiencing a shortage of GPs in Ireland, and it's a severe shortage, but this reflects a global shortage of general practitioners. So what we are experiencing is the same the world over. Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the United Kingdom, uh, France, most countries are experiencing a real acute shortage of general practitioners. The features contributing to this, certainly in Ireland, if we look, our population is now in over 5 million for the first time since the famine, where it was 3.5 million some time ago. Um, that obviously requires a very substantial uplift in GP numbers. I'm delighted we have an ageing elderly population and these older people need and deserve a lot of high quality GP care to sustain them healthy. We have lots of patients who have many medical conditions now. Many patients, particularly older people, have two, three or four chronic conditions. The government's policy shift is to move more care into the community. So it's delivered, you know, closer to the patient's uh, home at a lower level of complexity. Then we also have, looking at the workforce, we have an ageing GP population. One in four of our GPs are currently aged 65 or over. So if we take our GP headcount at about 4,200, that means we have about 600 GPs aged 65 and over. And to my mind, most of these will have retired by the end of 2025. So we're going to lose another 600 GPs in the next three years. And we have greatly increased the... GP training places it's gone from 155 places in 2015 this year is 285 by 2026 we should have 350 GP training places our GP training scheme is a four-year it's a really fantastic GP training scheme in comparison the NHS GP training scheme is three years and they would like to move to a four-year program we have a four-year program it's really high quality we have noticed that many of our GPs because of the very substantial workload that they're carrying are opting for more family friendly flexible and portfolio working arrangements and that's completely understandable and that's what I do myself and many of my colleagues do and it's good for GPs it's good for their patients it helps prevent burnout so there's lots of benefits to that then in terms of the GP workload there's lots of factors contributing to the GP workload. As we've said, we've an aging population with multimorbidity and polypharmacy. We have an increased workload arising from all the various fantastic prevention programs like uh, GP's involvement in smoking, alcohol, exercise, obesity, all of those, cervical screening, uh, and then new programs coming along like abdominal aortic aneurysm screening, lung cancer screening, bowel cancer screening, breast cancer screening. So there's a whole raft of screening initiatives which additionally work on general practice. Um, our childhood vaccination program is getting increasingly complex and our GP nurses do a phenomenal job in delivering our very complex childhood vaccination program. And then everybody's aware of the huge burden of the COVID pandemic. And this has particularly impacted on every aspect of general practice. We were very much at the forefront of the acute response, looking after patients when they first presented with acute COVID. 
And that continues. We still see a lot of patients with acute COVID. Increasingly, we are managing patients with complex uh, long COVID, and that's a complex clinical condition. And then we continued, having given about half of all the COVID vaccines across the pandemic, we continue to roll out COVID vaccinations. So you can see there are many strands to the workforce and workload crisis that general practice is in. Dermot, there's a lot of factors there. And we know the general practice is the workhorse of the Irish Health Service. 29 million consultations a year just within general practice, and that's not including out of hours. Is it the victim of its own success, do you think? General practice does a huge amount of work within the Irish Healthcare Service, as you say, in excess of 29 million consultations a year and at least a million GP out of hours consultations. Uh, and South Dock, my local area, we have almost a quarter of a million consultations in 2022. And South Dock covers an area of Cork and Kerry, so it's about one eighth of the population. So if you extrapolate that nationally, um, it certainly shows a huge quantum of work undertaken in GP out of hours. Again, in South Dock and the other GP co-ops, 11% of patients assessed in South Dock and other co-ops are referred to secondary care. So eight out of nine of all patients that are seen in the GP out of hours are managed exclusively in general practice and never attend the emergency departments. The college has published Shaping the Future, which is a discussion document proposing 10 solutions to the crisis. And if anybody wants to listen back to episode 33 of this podcast, they'll be able to get that in more detail. One of those initiatives is to enable suitably qualified GPs to qualify and take on a GMS list here. What's happening to that? So we have in our Shaping the Future document uh, really good solutions. We need, to, we know in brief, we need to train more GPs. We need to retain GPs at every aspect of their career. We need to recruit GPs. We need more interns at general practice. And we need a very substantial expansion of the GP team within practices. That is GP nurses, phlebotomists, healthcare assistants, practice admin and supports. And then we also need a built infrastructure, the bricks and mortar, to support that bigger team. The ICGP, with the support of the HSE, have developed a non-EU rural GP programme. This is a programme to support general practice in rural areas, which is facing particularly acute workforce shortages. And we all know the areas involved. It really stretches from right up in Donegal, all the way down the western seaboard, right around to Wexford and into the Midlands. So really outside the major areas of population, there is a particularly severe GP workforce shortage. There are many highly experienced GPs from outside the EU who are who are already in Ireland. Many of these have worked and worked really hard and successfully in Irish general practice for many years. Because they have not been through the four-year GP training program, they have no access to becoming members of the Irish College of GPs and the phenomenal education resources that the college delivers to its members. This means that these doctors are deprived of their really high quality ongoing clinical education and ultimately their patients don't have the benefit of GPs who have access to really good education. So there's a patient safety implication here. Many of these doctors are already in Ireland and they are participating in our non-EU GP scheme. Some doctors have come from overseas and approached us with a view to joining the programme. This is a two-year programme for experienced GPs from outside the EU who want to work and make their lives in Irish general practice. We will provide them with a, a host practice where they will have a nominated supervisor and access to all the ICGP educational resources and supports 
and we will support them in upskilling their clinical practice and ultimately sitting the MICGP exam. Many of these will remain in Ireland and some may opt to return to their home countries as more highly skilled doctors. What countries are these doctors from and what kind of numbers are you looking at at the moment? We have attracted interest from almost right across the globe, from South Africa, but other parts of Africa as well, from the Indian subcontinent, India and Pakistan especially, from the Middle East and also from further afield. So really a very global uh, perspective here. Dermot, what do you say to those who might argue that you're taking doctors from abroad to work here? That's a very good point. These doctors have chosen to leave their home countries for many reasons. As I left Ireland and went to Australia, these doctors have chosen to leave their home country and we would like to make Ireland a warm, welcoming, attractive place for them to practice general practice, practice their clinical skills and provide them with a career pathway where they can engage with really high quality education, gain a professional qualification, the MICGP exam, and then the world is their oyster. They can choose to stay in Ireland or they can choose to return to their home country with that qualification. But as you say, a lot are already here, working here already. Many of them are here in Ireland. Many of them have families established in Ireland, their children in local schools. So we hope that many of them will choose to make Ireland their long-term workplace of choice. Finally, Dermot, where can people who are interested in this programme find out more? We look forward to receiving applications from interested doctors from anywhere across the world. Um, The ICGP website, it's on the front page of the ICGP website under the non-EU rural ICGP programme, icgp.ie. Thank you to Dr Dermot Quinlan for joining me on this episode of GP Works. You can subscribe to GP Works wherever you get your podcasts and remember to share with your colleagues. We have lots more episodes on our channel and new ones coming regularly. You can follow the College on Twitter at ICGP News and stay updated with the College's work on its website, icgp.ie. I'm Aileen O'Mara and thanks for listening.